הרי אני מקשר עצמי לכל הצדיקים האמיתיים שדורנו לכל הצדיקים האמיתיים שוכני הפך. קדוש שמשאר בארץ המה בבחר לרבנו הקדוש צדיק יסוד עולם. נחל נובע מכוח חוכמה רבנו נחמן ונפגי בן שמחה נח נח נחמן נחל מאומן. זכותו תגן עלינו על כל ישראל אמן. ברוך השם, today we continue within Rabbeinu's uh, pilgrimage, his journey to Eretz Yisrael, in uh, the second part of Shif Chayaran, Seif Yudbet, Seif 12. Uh, uh, lesson 12, let's hop right into it. We just discussed that um, when Rabbeinu went to the port, he met this uh, ship's agent, the, the agent uh, in charge of all the ships at the dock uh, on the port of uh, Istanbul. And um, this man told Rabenu, reveal to me who you are, or else I'm going to do, repay you with evil, etc., etc. Rabenu revealed the truth, and this man said, I'm at your service, basically. On the next day, this man came and told Rabenu that a ship was coming from uh, the diaspora with, with uh, Jewish people, with many Jews. And uh, there is also with them on a, aboard the ship um, an expert shochet uh, slaughter. One of the people on that sh- on that boat was the great Rav, the Chasid, the famous Chasid, uh, our teacher, our Rav, our master, our Rav, Ze'ev Wolf, Rav Ze'ev uh, Wolf. Uh, may his light shine uh, from the region of Tronia and Austria. There were also many other uh, important Jewish figures. And Rabbi Zev Wolf was one of the students of the Magid of Mezrich to show you um, the greatness we're talking about here. And these people on the boat um, asked about Rabenu. Uh, and he that uh, he revealed to him, and he revealed to them. Sorry, who revealed to them? The man who was with uh, Rabenu, his attendant, revealed to all these people, the people traveling from the ship, uh, the truth. I met. He revealed to them the truth. And immediately, this Rabzev Wolf immediately uh, sent Achari Rabenu for Rabenu. May memory be a blessing. He immediately sent for Rabenu after the attendant told Rabzev Wolf the truth of who he was traveling with. And um, that he was traveling with the great grandson of the Baal Shem Tov, Rabbi Nachman, who was already known at that time, already to be a big tzaddik. A massive tzaddik. Um, nonetheless, um, this man, Rabzev Wolf, this tzaddik, came and sent for Rabenu. That he should come to him and to to go stay in his lodgings with him, and that Rabzev Wolf was telling the the attendant of Rabenu that we will accept him with lots of love and that it will be an honor to host him. But Rabenu didn't agree. He didn't want to go to stay by Rabzev Wolf because he said like this: It's already good for me here. He was already happy where he was staying. He was already happy where you were staying in the streets in that region where you were staying in Istanbul. Because he said, Rabenu's reasoning was like this, that in Istanbul, he was doing all sorts of little things. He was doing things that really made a person uh, seem very degrading things. Rabenu made himself very small. Rabenu would walk barefoot. 
without a belt, without a hat. But just says keeper. And he would only uh, wear the coat lining, not even his coat, just the the inner part of the coat. Or the inner part of any uh, garment that he had. And he would walk in the marketplace like the young people who normally would run around in the marketplace and joke around. Like a child, Rabbeinu would do the same thing. Rabbeinu was already 26 years old at the time. Imagine what we're talking about. Rabbeinu would uh, do like mock warfare. As a joke. As it was like young men used to play. They used to play war. They used to uh, pretend to, to go out to war and to fight against other people. Um, one person in the street, in the shuk, in the marketplace would would uh, be called the country of France. Another one, another one would be called another country. They would create a mock war. They would create a mock warfare. And it was as if they were using real battle strategy. Literal battle strategy. And Rabbeinuan was engaging in this very, um, this almost this immaturity. Yes, this immaturity. He was engaging in this very much aspect of immaturity in uh, Istanbul obviously with the reasons uh, that we can't even understand because Behmet Rabbeinu was uh, everything he did was with hundreds and thousands of sodot but uh, nonetheless Rabbeinu used to go out to the marketplace of Istanbul and used to joke around with other people and uh, with people in the city and uh, they used to play mock war they used to engage in strategy how to defeat the other country who was the other person they used to hold guns in their hands and all this sort of stuff literally like kids do after Rabzev Wolf told Rabenu to come stay with him and Rabenu refused because of this reason they didn't want to bother him uh, an epidemic fell out on the street in which Rabenu was staying in meaning that in that um courtyard that same place Rabbeinu was forced to flee from his place from his staying place his lodgings and he was forced to stay in the the basically the the inn in which Rabbeinu was staying in. and they did a big feast on Rabbeinu's behalf and Rabbeinu was affronting Rabbeinu all this awesome honor with an honor that is immeasurable but Rabbeinu, instead of returning the honor and doing all these sorts of amazing things for Rabzev, who was a massive tzaddik, one of the students of the, the Magid of Mezrich, who was the main student of Bar Shem Tov, Rabbeinu, instead, what did he do? He did many things to annoy, in a sense, Rabbeinu. Many things against the Ratzon of Rabbeinu, against the will of Rabbeinu. He used to do things that were a little bit strange. But as we know in Bereshit Rabbah, um, that is brought down, Ahava Mekarkelet Ashura, love breaks down all the barriers. Even though Rabbeinu did some weird things in the eyes of Rabbi Zev, Rabbi Zev's love for Rabbeinu was so big that he didn't care. And because of the awesome love that he had for Rabbeinu, he did not care at all. He didn't pay attention to this at all. Even though the things that Rabbeinu did were very strange and almost weird in his eyes. Because every single time Rabbi Zev would pray before the congregation on Shabbat Kodesh, as it was of the as it was the way of the great Sadiqim, that the Rav of the of the of the community would get up and pray before the entire congregation. 
as he would do that. Rabenu who was staying with Rabbi Zev would actually eat the meal beforehand and not wait for the, the Barabait. He wouldn't wait for the host. He would eat his meal at the time that Rabbi Zev was praying. Because he prayed beforehand. To the point where literally while Rabbi Zev was praying the Friday night prayer of Shabbat, Rabbi was eating already his seudah. And this happened literally Friday night, the, the Shabbat morning, uh, the Shabbat morning meal, and so the shishit, because Rabbeinu used to pray before, and he ate without waiting for him. And as Rabbi Zev sat down for so shishit, Rabbeinu already did birkat mazon. And he told the man, his attendant, go check if there's three stars, if there's stars outside. And after he found out there were stars, Rabbanu immediately did Arvit, he did the night prayer, the evening prayer, and he immediately did Havdalah, he separated the, the Shabbat to the week. He did Havdalah. And he took his pipe, and he entered the house of Rabbi Zev. And Rabbi Zev had just began his Seudah Shishit, as it was the way of the Mephosamim, of the great Sadiqim. They used to do the Seudah Shishit and go well into the night. And immediately, as Rabbanu entered there, without his hat, without his belt, and with his pipe in his hand, Rabbi Zev gave him so much honor. And immediately Rabbi Zev did Birkat Amazon, he prayed Arvit and he did Avdallah. And he spoke with Rabbeinu basically the entire night. They stayed up the entire night and spoke things that we have no idea. There was great love between them. And Rabbeinu in Istanbul did all sorts of childish acts. And he also went to visit the Kever. Rabbeinu went to visit the gravesite of Rabbi Naftali Katz, one of the tzaddikim who uh, traveled to Eretz Yisrael. Um, traveled to Eretz Yisrael and he traveled through Istanbul but never made it to Eretz Yisrael. As we said earlier, that uh, Rabbeinu broke all the obstacles to get to Eretz Yisrael. He said that Eretz Yisrael, before one gets to Eretz Yisrael, one has to break down many barriers. And Rabbeinu brought two examples of two tzaddikim who were not able to break the barriers. The boundaries because they were so immense. The first one was the Bar Shem Tov, and the second one was Rabban of Tali Katz, a very big tzaddik, an awesome tzaddik, who was actually one of Rabbanu's ancestors. And immediately, Rabbanu, uh, what do you call it? Um, uh, Rabbanu said that he, he was able to break the obstacles, unlike these great tzaddikim, because these great tzaddikim traveled with all their honor. While Rabbanu said that to get to Eretz Yisrael, one needs to lower themselves to the ultimate simplicity and childhood basically like you need to make yourself completely small to take away all the honor and all the galut nonetheless we we still can't understand it's very deep stuff how the tzaddikim weren't able to make it but Rav Naftali Katz before he reached Eretz Yisrael he passed away in Istanbul um, in 1719 on 26th of Tevet in uh, 1719 and uh, Ken, he was also uh, an ancestor of Rabbeinu. Rabbeinu went to visit his gravesite while he was in Istanbul. Um, so we see here this inyan, that to get to somewhere holy, that to do a holy act, one needs to break all the barriers, all the obstacle, obstacles. 
and he cannot let the uh, he cannot let anything get in his way. And to attain greatness, one must first become very, very small. You have to go through the smallness of smallness first, because Eretz Yisrael is gadlut of gadlut, as brought down in Chayim Moran this inyan, and um, we see this inyan hinted to in Lesson seventy-eight of the Kudamon the depth of this, and um, why the tzaddik needs to fall into such simplicity. Um, and how this is the way to Eretz Yisrael, Der Eretz. It's very deep stuff. It's an entire lesson of its own. For anyone who wants to understand more about this and to really enter the depth of this Inyan, why Rabbi had to go through so many obstacles, as we've already only discussed a few. Um, look at uh, Lesson 78 of the second volume of Likute Moran. Over there, you're going to see wonders. You're going to see awesome secrets. So, Bezrat uh, Hashem, that's it for today. God willing, next podcast, we start um, in the middle of Section uh, 12. Bezrat Hashem.